Welcome to Blunt Blowing Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Shanitria, and this is a podcast about all things cannabis and parenthood. Yep, I'm a mom. I got two kids. I'm 31 years old, and I got a man. We've been together for over eight years, and I decided I'm going to do a podcast And I'm just going to talk all about weed and being a mom. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. Let's just get into it. Welcome to season two of Blunt Boy Mama podcast. Hey, y'all. So I'm here today and it's just me. It's you and I. And I just want to chat with you guys for a really quick little episode, real quick, give y'all a little update. Well, I actually just want to talk about something. Um, I want to talk to you guys about, oh my gosh, it's just, it's so like, it feels silly, but like, it's something I've been thinking about. And I, I've been thinking about it a lot off and on for like, since I became a mom and that's mom friends and just getting out of the house as a mom. Um, doing the podcast, I've talked to so many women, I've talked to so many moms, and it's been really almost therapeutic in a way for me because it's allowed me to kind of validate a lot of the things that I've felt. It's allowed me to kind of look at life of like what's what motherhood looks like for other women and how um, other women have been able to kind of reconcile becoming a mom, right? Um, recently released an episode of the podcast with Bianca of High Society Mama, and she was talking about how she had trouble um, accepting motherhood and accepting um, the fact that she wasn't the same woman anymore now that she was a mom, that she couldn't, she had to move differently. And it's a different, it's something that's really difficult to kind of, it's a difficult adjustment. And I experienced that when I had my daughter and I'm, I think I'm still going through it right now that I have my son. You have to move differently. Like your life is, it's not the same anymore. And it's really hard to accept, but like you got to RIP that old life, that old self. <laughs> and, and it's not in a sad, I mean, you can mourn it a little bit if you want, but I think that is just leveling up. Like you're moving up in life. Like you're, you're on, like you gave birth to a whole human, like you crossed somebody over to the other side. Like you, you ushered a human into this world. Like you you're on boss bitch status and not everybody's on boss bitch status (laughs) they are in their own ways but like you can't explain what motherhood feels like the change that literally happens inside of you the moment you find out you're pregnant what happens to you when you bring that baby home and just as your child grows you grow like you are literally giving birth to a new version of yourself when you have a kid and so it was really hard for me to adjust to that and I felt like I just wanted to talk about that on an episode with you guys because I think that it's something that a lot of mamas can relate to is like (laughs) realizing that like one the old me she's she's still here I do want to you know keep her around but like there's room for the new you as well. And there's room for growth and and evolution. And I think that having a child, no matter what the age you decide to have a child, 
it changes you. Like you, even if you think like I'm so set in my routines and I have all these things and I eat this way and I do, and when you have a kid, they fuck all that shit up. <laughs> they fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. And you end up, uh, you, it depends on what kind of person you are, right? You either end up like going with the flow and realizing I right, like, now I got to move differently. Now I got to do this. Now I got to do that. Or you're kicking and screaming and trying to cling on to your old ways and the old, your, the way you would have normally handled XYZ situation or, you know, it's not the same, you know, <sighs> it's not the same. So I'm saying all that and I'm about to smoke some weed with you guys because it just, it's hard to accept, right? It's hard to accept. And I just feel like not enough people talk about all the things. Like obviously physical changes, like your body takes a hit when you have a baby. It's a, it's huge. And I was, just, I was literally just talking with Jer earlier and we were talking about kids and he told me he wants to have not one, but two more kids. And I'm like, Negro, please. <laughs> Who? Who having these babies? <laughs> Jesus is doing it, not me. Um, but, you know, after I laughed at him, obviously. Because <laughs> I have a 13-month-old right now. Like, Negro, slow the fuck down. All, skirt. Like, we're stopping right now. <laughs> because, like, for men, they really don't get... I think Jared gets it. He does, but he doesn't get, like, the not only physical but emotional toll that childbirth and having a baby does to a woman it's not just oh i'm gonna get pregnant have a baby and boom there's a baby like no like there's downtime there's recovery there's emotional shit that you have to unpack and repack and then you all while having to get to know a whole entire human that you guys don't know like you think you know each other because they were like the baby was growing inside of you but you don't know him and he don't know you like that. So y'all got to figure each other out. You got to figure out. And and the baby is still developing, right? Like as your baby gets older, more their personality starts to come out. And I just, I'm very much a firm believer in trusting the process of things and and leaning into the process and enjoying the process. And I, and so that, that's also when you have a kid, like enjoy the process of getting to know them and getting to know each other. People are always like, I, and I used to be one of those people before I had kids when I would see somebody with a baby hollering and screaming and out in public. I'm just like, whoa, like, get your baby to calm the fuck down and shut the fuck up. But then I'm like, wait, first of all, now that I have kids, now I get it. And I'm just like, well, first of all, it's a baby. Like, they can't talk. Like, the only way they can communicate their wants and needs is through crying. <laughs> like, how else are you going to know what your baby needs? That's one thing. Two this baby don't know you like that. <laughs> and so they're trying to let you know, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I, I need my diaper change. And the only way you can do that is by yelling at your ass and crying and screaming. And so that gets your attention. That gets any adult's attention when a baby cries. So, but it's hard to, you know, it's just hard. Motherhood is hard. Um, the more kids you have, I feel like the more challenging it gets, but you become like really boss bitch when like, I know people think that they're bosses in there and all, but you ain't really a boss until you're juggling a relationship, kids and a job. And I'm not diminishing anyone who doesn't have kids, can't have kids. It's just like, fuck a kid, you know, like not literally fuck a child, but I don't, I don't promote that. But just people who, um, you know, are child free. You know, I I don't diminish the struggles that you you go through and the stresses and 
all of that. And I think recently I posted something and I and I said that like, like when people who don't have kids say they're tired, I just want to be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I like smiling at me like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like for real, like you don't even know what tired is. But nobody told my ass to go have children. Ain't nobody tell me to spread my legs and have sex without a condom. Let my man shoot up the club not once but twice. And <laughs> I'm having babies like that's my decision right I I literally made my bed and I have to sleep in it now with children <laughs> so like I get it you know I'm just saying that it's it's an it's next level yo having kids is next level so I I always struggle after having a kid and I think I am right now with finding that balance finding that being able to figure the fuck out what direction my life is going to be in now that I am a mom of two kids. It's real. Like, and a part of me wants to have another kid, but another part of me, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could emotionally handle it because it's demanding to pull yourself in three ways. And I say three ways because like, I'm, I gotta be there and love on both my kids and my man. Like I have to be there for, I want to show up for all of them. Um, to the point where I feel like I'm, I'm so overextended some days I'd be like, I don't even have time for friends, (laughs) which it should never be like that. You, I don't want to feel ever feel like I'm just isolating myself to the point where I don't have any friends anymore because I'm a super social person. I love going out. I love hanging out with people. But lately, going out, hanging out with people feels a lot like work. Like when I go out sometimes, I'll just be thinking the whole time about how I really want to be at home sleeping in bed. Like it's always nice. And that's just because I'm constantly tired. I like, I'm I'm still breastfeeding. So I still have to wake up about two or three times in the middle of the night. I'm not waking up because we co-sleep. We share the bed with the baby. But I'm not in a deep slumber because I have a baby next to me and he gets hungry like three times in the night and I have to whip out my boob or I leave the boob out. And that disturbs me. Like when you have a baby literally sucking on your nipple and there's milk coming in. By the way, people, you do feel the milk as it comes out of the nipple, okay? You feel it as it's coming out of your titty. That wakes me up. Like, it doesn't wake me up to the point where I'm just like, oh, I can't go back to sleep. But it's subtle enough that it wakes you up, right? So I, I'm I'm not getting good sleep. Um, <laughs> send help. But we definitely helps with that. And there have been some nights and some nights, there have been some nights um, in the past few months, I would say, where he slept through the night. Um, it happens. It doesn't happen consistently, but it happens. And the older he gets, the more I notice that he 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 will sleep through the night. Like I'm talking like I'll put him down at 10 o'clock at night and he won't wake up till like seven in the morning. That's a sleep through the night situation. Like you literally slept through all the darkness and you woke up when it was daylight. That's sleeping through the night for me. Um, and he's done that quite a few times. I would say, yeah, several times. Um, but it's not consistent yet. And I don't expect it to be consistent because he's only one. Um, so I just know like being this being my second kid, I know that this is going to be a long game that I'm playing. I probably still got two more years before I'll be able to sleep through the night. That's a lot y'all just think about, I don't think people think about the fact that like you see new parents out and about smiling, kiki in and all that shit being hee hee ha. But it's like, even if you do have a nanny, unless you have a night nurse, like, bitch, 
oh, you ain't sleeping. <laughs> you're just not. Like, you're just. And even the nights when my kids do sleep through the night, then I'm doing work stuff or I'm just trying to unwind and watch TV, catch up on shows or um, just like be just exist without having to use any brain capacity. I just want to be like mindless. I just want to, I just want to exist and laugh and smoke weed and eat cupcakes and be fucking happy. (laughs) Um, So that's like, that's what I do some nights. And, and then when I do that, I try my damnedest to not feel guilty about not doing anything productive that evening. But I feel like taking time to self-care, watching TV, eating cupcakes, smoking weed, is doing something that I needed. That that's that's on my to do list. Like I need to do that. I need to do those things to take care of myself. So I'm sure that you guys can definitely relate to that. I don't know how. I I feel like I just want. I had to get all this off my chest. I don't even know if I'm going to release this episode, but I just wanted to share it with you guys because this is what's going on with me right now. And I I know that I'm not the only mom who just feels like the isolation that comes with being a mom and having kids and I'll say one of my, well, let me smoke this weed first and then I'll, I'll be able to dive in more into this topic about mom friends, which is what I really wanted to talk about on this episode because the mommy Jane posted, you know, how posted a video on her Instagram account talking about, you know, making can of mom friends and how you can do that. And I was like, that's so great that she does that because I feel like so many moms oftentimes want to find other mom friends but then they don't smoke weed. So it's like, okay, you got to niche it down. You got to, okay, I want to find a mom friend who smokes weed, who's also my age, who's dope. You know, it's hard. It's like trying to find a unicorn, but it's getting easier with technology and social media. So I really love that she posted that video and and she really gave a lot of great tips. But for the longest time, y'all, I didn't want mom friends. Like when I had my daughter, I was 26 years old. So being 26, like my idea of mom friends were like all these 30 plus 40-year-old women, because those are like the faces of moms that you see. Like, you don't really see a lot of young moms. These women are all like 35, 45, 50. And it's like, I'm, I want to hang out with you, but like, can we really relate? Like, do you really have a love for Migos the way I have a love for Migos? (laughs) Would you go to Justin Bieber concert with me? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you watch Love and Hip Hop New York? Like, these are like the really young millennial ratchet. Like, will you make a TikTok with me? Like, (laughs) these are like the things that I'm interested in and I do. And I oftentimes assume that a lot of women who were moms and were older than me weren't interested in. And that's kind of an unfair assumption, right? But before I get into that, let me smoke this weed with you guys. So I'm smoking. I don't even know what the fuck I'm smoking, guys. Uh, truth be told, I we have to go re-up. I need to go to the dispensary and get some more flour because um, we are out. All we have is concentrate. All we have is shatter and concentrate. And so we've been dabbing every day. And I don't mind dabbing, I, but I don't like to dab every fucking day, all day. And I smoke multiple times a day. I'm also accepting that I smoke multiple times a day, guys. And I didn't realize because I don't count. But one day, Jared was like, and this is a total fucking tangent. I, you guys are so dope for listening to my podcast and always listening to the digressions in my stories. But I want to circle back to the smoke and the weed and the mom friends. But really quick story. Recently, Jared was like, babe, um, you smoke a lot of weed. I'm just like, oh, well, duh. Like, obviously. <laughs> he was like, 
you smoke like four or five times a day. And I was just like, I do not smoke four or five times a day. Like, cause that sounds like a lot when you say it out loud. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't know. I am a stoner, but I'm not that bad. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I do smoke four to five times a day. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm a stoner. And he was saying, not like judgy or like, bitch, check yourself. Or like, are you going through anything? He was just like, you know, you smoke a lot of fucking weed too, right? And it's like, damn, you're right. You're so right. And so I just really, I, I now, now that I'm conscious of that number, I've been counting and I'm like, oh my God, I do smoke four or five times a day. Um, and I want to smoke more. Like I want to like hurry up and finish breastfeeding so I could really be in my essence of stoner magic of smoking around the like when the baby my dream is like when the baby is no longer breastfeeding and is in daycare and or preschool pre-k whatever preschool because you can put them in preschool at age two y'all so i only got like i got like 11 more months (laughs) and then i'll be able to put them in preschool so like he'll be in preschool in 11 months and my daughter is going to be in kindergarten this fall next year around this time but she's gonna be free as a bird so i literally am just like i'm just playing the game right now i just gotta wait and i'll be able to smoke weed all day (laughs) well i mean if i'm still doing if if bump one mama podcast can go where i want it to go and you guys continue to support what you guys have been and i love you then i'll be able to really make this hustle this side hustle of mine my full-time project and dream and while smoking lots of weed isn't that amazing that sounds amazing anyways speaking of smoking weed let's smoke some weed so the point of that is to say i don't know what the fuck i'm smoking i have some keef i put a lot of keef on top of some flour that like we always put flour in the bottom of our grinder i don't know if anybody else does that like sometimes I'll be like, I want to smoke this, but I don't want to smoke this. And there'll be weed already in the grinder. So I just take it and move it to the bottom where the keef goes, which also at the end when we're out of flour and like all I have to do is go to the bottom of the grinder and pull out weed. It's like a hodgepodge mix of everything. We'll throw like all like it'll be like three different, four different strains, two different strains or whatever in the bottom of the grinder with keef on top of it. So it's just like a delight. So anyways, I put that inside my pipe. I have no idea. <laughs> how it's gonna make me feel but i know i'm gonna be high and then i we bought um well not we jared went to the dispensary bought this thing like a power pack they called it where it came like one part it was like you got an eighth of flour and then you also got a gram of keef which is a lot of fucking keef y'all and I just, we just been crumbling, like sprinkling the keef on top of our flour whenever we smoke. And it just elevates. I mean, you guys, if you don't know about keef, then it's like the really, it's like dust, I guess. It's like, uh, it's like very fine texture. And like, usually when you grind your weed, the keef will settle at the bottom of the grinder. Like that's the keef. I, I can't describe it any better. <laughs> But it's spelled K-I-E-F. Just Google it. Google it. Okay. Okay. Let's smoke. So I don't, the point of the story is I usually can tell you guys like I'm smoking this strain and that and it's a sativa or a hybrid. I'm smoking a hodgepodge of every fucking thing and I'm about to be really high. So cheers. (laughs) Sorry guys. You know, I told y'all my, um, that we broke. Not one, but two bongs recently. 
and it's horrible. <laughs> so we only have one bong now until we can make the time to go shop for a new one. And we haven't had the time yet or the extra money because bongs are kind of expensive. Y'all like, I don't even want to think about how much. And then, oh my gosh, this is the great, great part. Okay. Okay. This is, this is how my life is set up y'all. So we broke two bongs and like, I don't know, like a four month, five month time span or something. Right. So then Jared bought a new bong recently that he spent $100 on. Shit you not. We had that bong for like two days before he broke it. (sighs) (laughs) R.I.P. This is where bongs come to die. I don't know. I'm just like in my feelings about it. I'm like, I don't want to spend another $100, $50, $75, whatever dollars on some bongs. And then we turn around and break them. So I think we're definitely going to get a silicone bong which i've seen some really dope brands on the gram that sell them just to help us because we struggly we clumsy and then probably get like a couple really cute glass bongs from like a uh, one of the wholesalers here in downtown la and then i want to order like a pipe from like i mean not a pipe but a bong from like my bud base my bud face and i think that that's gonna be it for us and we just gonna pray he won't break no more (laughs) Um, but when you get high, like shit happens and I'm a butterfingers, my butterfingers ass bitch. I, I stay dropping shit. So that part. So, um, mom friends, right? So when I had my daughter, one of my friends was just like, you need to make mom friends. You need to go to like mommy and me groups and stuff. And I was just like, no, like, I'm not going to lie. I felt like I was better than a lot of moms. <laughs> I was like, I just, a lot of them are like stay at home moms. And like, I work at HuffPost and I have my master's degree in journalism and like I smoke weed and I'm just too fucking cool for those basic bitches. Like that's all, that was my mindset y'all. So pardon me. You got to grow up, you know, live and learn. And I, I hate when people, I don't hate it, but like it always, I always cringe a little bit when people get to tear down other people for saying things that are problematic or ignorant because like, when you say those things, then you're able, it's a teachable moment. Like it's a moment for you to learn or you just have to keep on fucking living. And then you'll realize the, the error of what you said. But like, I don't, I don't, I try not to attack people anymore for saying ignorant shit. Cause I just realized that like, they're just, they're either young and dumb or they just haven't lived enough yet. Like, or they just don't, or they just don't give a fuck. They just reckless at the mouth. Some people are just reckless at the mouth. But anyways, that's a digression. The point is I said all that and I look back and I'm like, wow, Shanisha, you're such an idiot. Why would you do that? Because I was immediately kind of like writing off women who were moms, even though I was a mom. I mean, that I am a mom. So it was just really hypocritical and silly of me. And I held to that for years. Actually, I just recently started letting go of that sentiment. (laughs) Like, like a few months, like last year. Um, which is horrible. Ugh, it's horrible. But um, I just always felt fulfilled in the relationships that I had with the friendships I had, have. And now I'm just like, yo, like, girl, like, you can never have too many friends. And I'm learning the importance of being able to speak with someone who can understand and relate to your experiences. I don't like to explain, like, what it's like to be black or like what it's like to be a woman or like what it's like to be a mom to people. It's not fun for me. (laughs) Like if I'm trying to vent about what it's like to, you know, have a partner and like, 
you know, have a and how annoying they can be sometimes. Like, I'm not saying I'm gonna break up with my man. I'm just complaining. Like, I'm just and a woman who's in a or you know, not well, a person who's in a relationship and in a happy and healthy relationship. Okay, guys, read happy and healthy relationship. They're not gonna be telling you to break up with your significant other, you know, like when you're just bitching about them. They get it because they bitch too and they've been through it. So there's that sharedness and experience that oftentimes you do need in your friendships. And I was finding myself in a place where I have moms, like some, I have friends that I've been friends with and who are moms, but they don't, they don't live in close proximity to me. So that kind of makes it difficult because moms don't have time to be talking on the phone all fucking day or texting all day. Like, especially when you have little ones, like when you have kids under the age of five, I just feel like you just don't have time for that. That's something for parents, older kids. Um, so that made it difficult. That's that made that makes it difficult for me to communicate with my friends who are either single or you know child free or what have you, or who have kids and just don't live in the same state as me. I but I I always make friends no matter where I go. So moving here to LA, I've made friends, but none of those friends are. I'm not. When I say friend, I'm not using it loosely like an associate, like somebody I fuck around and hang out with or meet at events or something. I'm talking about like somebody I, who has my phone number. And we text and we talk on the phone and we meet up and we go for drinks and we have lunch or brunch or we ha- we smoke weed together and chill. Like I made those kinds of friends and I'm so grateful for those relationships that I have. But there is something to say. And I'm so glad that like most of those people are in relationships because a big part of that is like you, I can't be, I think, I'm not going to say I can't be friends with someone who's single. I just, the relationship can only go so far because I don't, I just don't like we're in different spaces. Like you're trying to find somebody. Usually that's the case I've experienced is that when I meet uh, people and I want to be friends with them and they're single, they're trying to find somebody and they're just in a, we're in two different spaces. Like you just can't can't relate. Can't relate. Okay, girl. Like I haven't been single in, (laughs) in seven years. I don't know what it's like to date anymore. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. I can't give that advice. Um, it's just, and I'm not in, like, it's just what? So like that kind of makes it difficult and then add a layer of them not having kids. And it's just like, we can talk about things, but it's like, when I want to really talk about the stuff I want to talk about. It's almost like talking to my kids, <laughs> not, not like calling calling adults children i'm just saying that the the way the conversation goes it almost feels kind of like well you know they they can't they can't provide the feedback that i need and i don't i mean i'm not saying i need a therapist i'm not looking for therapy (laughs) from people from regular individuals i'm just looking for a sense of camaraderie a sense of yeah girl we're in this together like yeah we both love our our men and and all that but like we know that like men ain't shit when it comes to doing chores around the house or something like that or you know like just being able to have that or like yeah girl like i don't know like these kids are so fucking annoying love them but they're annoying like just having that sense of like we're in this together sisterhoodness motherhood sisterhood (laughs) um and having my second kid i realized how important it is to have that kinship with someone um and how much I do, I do want it to an extent, but I'm also so fucking standoffish sometimes, y'all. I'm really working on myself. I'm working on it. But it's very difficult to put yourself out there 
to make mom friends. It's a lot. As an adult, I just find it it's a lot of fucking work to make new friends. You got to date a bitch. <laughs> you got to wine and diner. <laughs> you don't have to wine and dine, but like you do have to go out many times. Like you have to go out to fucking parties or events and hang out. And there's different levels to make, to actually get into a point where you can say like, okay, this is my friend. Like we're friends. I just don't know if I'm ready to put in all that work yet. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I don't know what the moral of this episode or story is. I just want to say that, you know, if you're a mom out there and you're, you know, young ish, you know, or you're just a mom and you're like, you look, you look up one day and you realize your only friends are your kids and your partner. Which is like, I'm not going to say I don't have friends. I definitely, like I said, I have friends. I love my friends. My friends are the dopest. I have, I love you guys. I'm just saying that like your friendships start to go another, like I remember friends. Okay. I remember when I was in college and high school and stuff and being on the phone all night talking to my friends or whatever, right? And then being in college and like dorm life and like staying up all night, like drinking and listening to music and twerking in the mirror and talking shit about shit or you know like doing a study group and like studying together and listening to music and like smoking weed or I don't know like eating junk food or ordering pizza and you know watching a movie with your friends late and and you get used to that but nobody ever tells you that that doesn't last forever <laughs> like you graduate and you become adults and you get you, you become adults and you and you get jobs and you have responsibilities and you have to pay bills and you're trying to climb the corporate ladder or start a business and those things take a lot of they take a lot of you and you have to give a lot of yourself to those things and it's just all about balance right and I think that's why I love weed because it helps me come make those connections and realizations, but it also forces me to be like, okay, what are we going to do about this? And just meditate on what I want and focus on how I can get it and make it happen. And the things that I need and me being able to recognize those needs, honestly, um, cannabis smoking weed helps me to realize that. So I'm realizing I do need mom friends. And I think that all moms need mom friends because it helps you feel not alone and when it's when it comes to saying like it takes a village like yeah it takes a village to raise a child and the parents like the parents need the village is just as much as the child needs the village and you were once that child who needed that village and hopefully that village stays with you through the duration of your life because i feel like once you turn 18 people like okay you good you know it's like we still need that village we still need our tribe because there are moments in your life where you just want to be touched and loved and in the presence of someone who actually gives a fuck about you, you know, and is not just there just because they don't have shit else to do or something, (laughs) you know? Um, So, I mean, I'm putting that out there into the universe and I'm going to put myself out there enough to make genuine connections with women who are mothers. And um, I think that that would really enhance and enrich my life more. And, you know, there's just something to be said about having a conversation with another woman who just gets it right. Who just understand, like she gets why you smoke weed. 
why you smoke weed and is smoking with you. You know, she gets like wanting to like throw your child against the wall. <laughs> Or she gets like just hugging your kids 20 times a day and kissing them and telling you, telling them you love them and how that feels, how that it's indescribable. I literally can't even put into words like what the boost, the rush, the like the, the love, the overwhelming feeling of love that happens to my body and in my mind when I hug my baby, like and kiss him and like pinch his little cheeks and when he smiles and when, or when he hugs me back or he's recently started kissing me like giving me a kiss on the cheek or on the forehead or like on the lips and I'm just like oh, he was and it's just like the love it's an exp- it's a love explosion that happens <laughs> inside of you and it's just it's beautiful and you can't describe it but another mom would get it right so being able to have somebody talk about those things with and the little, little tiny shit that happens to you as a mom, like, you know, like me having to explain that you can feel the milk coming out of your tits. Like, I don't have to explain that to a mom. Like a mom is going to be like, yeah, girl, and that shit crazy. I, you know, and just like having that sisterhood, that, that, that relationship, that, that ability to just really just vibe even though we don't know each other, but it's that commonality of experiences that makes um, mom friends absolutely invaluable and and something that I think that I need and that I'm going to work on getting, okay? I'm going to try, but I I won't lie. Like most days, I just be like, I just want to be in my house with my kids and hugging and kissing on them and dancing and listening to Room 5 with them that's my happy place. Like I, I never thought I would be that person, but that's my fucking happy place. I love it. I can't wait until it gets warmer here in LA and we can start taking the kids to the beach every other weekend. Like, it's just beautiful. It's just, I love my life. I'm so obsessed with my children. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with my man. I love my life. And so, but I think that there's some, I can love my life and I can love my kids and my family and my man. And I can also still love myself and have separate relationships that are just for me and that are just something that makes me feel like me, even though I'm not me anymore. Like, like I said before, RIP to the old me, but that doesn't mean that in motherhood, I lose who I am as a woman, you know? So that's what I'm coming to see and accept. And I just thought that maybe this message will resonate with some of y'all. I don't really have anything else profound to say (laughs) during this episode. I guess I do have time to answer a question from one of you guys that you sent me and it's been sitting in my inbox and I have my Blunt Boy Mama um, Instagram accounts inbox and I haven't had a chance to reply. Um, So I guess I'll just answer it on the podcast. eh? Hey, let's do it. So here's the question. She says, um, hey there, I'm new to your podcast. I'm I'm a new mom to my second child. He just turned a month old. I stopped smoking weed around three months. I, I'm guessing when you're around three months pregnant. Um, I'm currently breastfeeding, but what I would love to start smoking again. When do you, when do you, when, when you do smoke, do you see a difference in your milk or milk production or a change in your baby? Have you just started back smoking or have you been smoking since the baby was born? I know you said he'll be one soon. Okay, boo. So let me start with your, first of all, congratulations on the new baby. Yes. Um, Going from one to two is a lot, sis. You need to be smoking weed like right now. Let me tell you something. 
it, it helps. It helps a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, so she says that I'm a new mom to my second child. Um, so the first question is when do you, when you do smoke, do you see a difference in your milk or milk production? Girl, I've been breastfeeding my baby for 13 months now. I've been smoking weed for 12 months. Yeah, for 12 months now, I started smoking weed again when he was one month old. And I have never, ever noticed a difference in my milk production. It's been absolutely, totally the same. Cannabis does not impact milk supply. Like, I'm not a doctor. Obviously, I'm not a medical professional. I didn't go to med school. I don't know those things. I can just only speak from my own experience and from what I've been told from countless dozens of other women. And none of them have ever, the ones who consumed um, cannabis while breastfeeding, never, ever said anything about their milk um, supply drying up or weed impacting their their uh, milk, their breast milk supply at all. So I don't think you have to worry about that, boo. <laughs> I could be wrong though. I mean, I, maybe they're, maybe you're taking certain medications too as well. That can also impact, um, that can impact your, your breast milk supply. But I would say in my personal experience, I have not experienced, I, in my personal experience, I have not experienced any changes in my milk supply, um, from, from me smoking weed. So there, that part, that, that part right there. And did you, do I notice a change in my baby from, because I smoke weed? No, girl, he is doing, actually, I do notice a change in my baby. I notice that he's very fucking smart. <laughs> I'm so certain that it's the weed. He's very, like, he's so smart. He can say so many words. He's just recently started trying to say um, Zora's name, which we call her Zozo. So he'll be like, Dodo. Dodo. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he'll try to say Zora. He'll be like, Dora, Dora. And I was like, oh, and I was like, you're so cute. Because babies can't really say the like the letter Z yet. It's kind of difficult for them. But like, he's like, Dodo. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, why are you so savage? So he says so many, he says, and his favorite thing to say now is when he wants to get picked up, he puts his arms up, looks at me and goes up. <laughs> How can I not pick him up now? So he's figured it out. He's got he's got the cheat code to life, yo. He's really he's really ahead of ahead of his ahead of his time. He's not thirteen months old. He's thirteen years old. He's a grown ass man in a baby body. I'm convinced. Um, so no, I have not noticed any changes in my baby. Um, and you have you started back smoking? Or have you been smoking since the baby was born? Nope. I waited one month until I started. Um, I waited until he was one month old before I started smoking weed again. Um, and I only did that because I just wanted to really adjust to, to having this baby. I wanted to establish a really good breastfeeding relationship. I, I just knew that was really important for me. Um, so I wanted to make sure that the latch and everything was right and that I was right and that I was just settled a bit more. I just felt like there was just so many things that were just changing. I'm bringing home this new baby. I'm about to have two kids, you know. At the time, we were just finished. My mom was potty training my daughter. So, like, she was about... It was just a lot of things happening um, around the time that I did give birth. And so, when I came home, I was just like, I just want to focus on, like, this. I don't want to also be smoking and also my mom was staying with us and it was just like a lot like we had visitors a lot of people coming in and out and so i just didn't want to have to worry about like the weed aspect and we didn't have any i don't think we had weed in the house when we came home with the baby so like it was just a lot that would have been done and so i was just like i'll just wait and plan it out and so i started smoking weed again at when he was one month old um knowing everything that i know now 
if I should have another baby, I probably will smoke weed as soon as I get home. Hi, Key. I will probably try to get out of the hospital after I give birth, <laughs> go in a parking lot somewhere and vape or vape in the bathroom <laughs> or take some edibles with me to the hospital. That's probably what I really do. Um, but yeah, knowing everything that I know now, each, like, I feel, and now I get why someone with each pregnancy up there, like, get, became more comfortable and confident in their cannabis use because you watch your kid. You're watching your kid and you're seeing there's nothing wrong with them. They're completely fine. You're completely fine. Why am I not using weed more? Why am I not smoking weed? Why did, like, you know, you start asking all these questions that really there are no answers for. And you're looking at other people's kids and you're looking at your kid and you're looking at the news and you're never seeing any reports of a baby dying or being severely uh, injured or, you know, somehow um, being harmed or in whatever way because the mom smoked weed. You just, I've never heard that story before. If you have heard that story, please send it to me because I'm very interested in knowing, you know, if this actually has occurred because I haven't seen it or heard it. And so, yeah, girl, I think that you're okay. I will just go ahead and spark up a little, you know, Obviously, don't do anything you don't feel comfortable with doing. Um, but if it's something that you're thinking about, there's there's a reason you're thinking about that. And you need to really like address like, you know, why am I thinking about this? And and once you you come to that reason, then there's your intention. And once you have that intention, spark that joint or that bong or whatever it is, get eat that edible with intention and know that like this is this is the reason why I am consuming cannabis right now because I intend to, you know, heal myself or I intend to, you know really be able to be more in tune and present with my body and my baby or, you know, whatever it is that you, whatever your intentions are or you want them to be and, and set them, set them and smoke your joint. (laughs) (sighs) All right, guys. So that's all I got for this episode. I also wanted to say, um, there's a lot of shit happening with Blunt Boy Mama right now. Um, I'm currently recording season four of the podcast and season three at the same damn time. At the same damn time. It's crazy. I'm crazy. Um, but I'm trying to get out ahead of things. So we got the Prohibition Mamas season four coming, which basically I'm talking to moms in states where weed is illegal or heavily stigmatized. And you guys are gonna, I'm, these women are boss. Y'all are gonna love these episodes. These moms are, their stories are incredible. And I know what it's like to live in a state where weed is heavily stigmatized and illegal. And, and, and it's an experience that needs to be shared and heard. So I can't wait to to share that with you guys. And also I'm interviewing a lot of women who are doing dope things in the cannabis industry. And so that's going to be season three. So I got those episodes coming for you guys. You're going to love it. And I am working on hopefully having a 420 event. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I told you guys before how I'm like on the fence about events, but I think I might, I might, you guys, overwhelmingly like voted in a poll I recently did on Blunt Blunt Mama's Instagram page asking, did you want a 420 event? And a lot of y'all say, yeah. So I'm just like, okay, I guess I could throw something together. So we'll see. 
um, about that. And there's some uh, other exciting shit happening that I can't even really talk about right now, but you guys are going to love it. Thank you for all your support with the Blunt Boy Mama clothing line, uh, the Blunt Boy Mama merch. You know, follow Blunt Boy Mama uh, merch at uh, on the gram <laughs> at BBM clothing line. Uh, and you can see the shirts that I sell one which one of them says moms of smoke weed are not bad moms which you guys love that one's fire and then um i have another shirt that says first i smoke weed then i do things which facts <laughs> so those shirts if you haven't got yourself one you should definitely get one uh just visit at bbm clothing line clothing line on instagram and you can click the link in the bio to shop but that Teespring store will be going away soon. That doesn't mean that the merch is going away. It just means that I'm shifting away from Teespring uh, to another form of selling those shirts for you guys. And I'm just, oh, it's going to be the best announcement. I'm, I'm, what is it, February right now? You guys, I'm hoping to like let you in on what I'm working on with the Blunt Boy Mama merch in like a few weeks. And I think you guys are going to love it. Because the, the the love I've gotten and support I've gotten so far from my Blunt Boy Mama shirts and my merch is like incredible. So I just can't wait to show you guys what all of your love and support has ultimately resulted in, which is more, more shit for y'all. <laughs> so I can't wait to share and just grow Blunt Boy Mama even more. And the podcast has just been doing so well. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for just, thank you for giving a fuck about this little old podcast I'm doing. Like, I really appreciate it. The love is not, you know, I, I see it. I feel it. It's not being um, taken for granted. I love y'all. Thank you. I'm so grateful for your support. I just need to go out and start making some mama friends. <laughs> so I might start having, not might, I'm going to start having more meetups with Blunt Boy Mama just in an effort to make some mom friends on my own, but also to help. I know I'm not the only mama who feels like she needs to make mom friends. And I want my mom, I want any new friends I make to smoke weed. <laughs> you don't have to, but it would be really great if you did because I smoke hella weed and I want you to be smoking with me because I like smoking weed with people. It's fun. <laughs> so I'll probably start doing that. And yeah, man, that's all I got. I mean, you guys keep stay, keep on following along. Keep on, keep on supporting your girl. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Oh God, that's weed is so good. What is life without weed, y'all? What is life? <laughs> and, oh Lord, it's just it's a blessing. All right. Bye guys. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Blunt Boy Mama Podcast. This is season two. I am so happy to be bringing this to you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear next week's episode, which will be airing next Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> if you like what you're hearing, then you should definitely share this podcast with a friend, with a cousin, with a family member. <laughs> and if you really feel in it, you know, if you like it, then you should leave a review on it. <laughs> if you like it, then you should leave a review on it. <laughs> 
on Apple Podcasts. That is where you are able to rate and review this podcast if you enjoy it. I would love that. Thank you in advance if you are, which I know you are doing that. <laughs> also, follow Blunt Boy Mama on Instagram. Follow Blunt Boy Mama on Twitter. Follow BBM Clothing Line on Instagram, which is Blunt Blowing Mama merch. That's where you can shop it, buy it, cop it, tag me in it, tag BBM Clothing Line in it and get featured on Blunt Blowing Mama's page. Yeah, check it out. You guys are already loving it, but I love it too. So like, of course you guys are going to love it. I would not be giving y'all something that's like shit. It's not shit. It's the shit. It's dope. Some dope ass merch. So you should definitely check it out. And you can also like Blunt Boy Mama on Facebook. You can become a Blunt Boy Mama patron by clicking the link at the top of the page on bluntboymama.com backslash podcast. Y'all, you know I'm high. <laughs> and once you do that, you'll see a link at the top of the page that says page that says click here to become a blunt boy mama patron and there you can sign up and for as little as two dollars <laughs> and you can get up to three extra episodes of the podcast a month you get shout outs here on the podcast you will also get free merch i mean need i say more you're able to communicate with me directly come on so it's really it's a good deal and at the end of the day you know that you're supporting a black woman's podcast a black mom's podcast and it means the world to me to have the support of the patrons that i do have thank you so much you guys and i appreciate all of you guys support and everything and all the love and all the messages i read them all and so thank you so much for all of your support thank you for listening until next time bye <laughs>